It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. And thank you so much for staying with us here on AM Live and time now for the Forum at 8. Uh, earlier this week, uh, we did a short interview with education activist Hendrik Makaneta, who has called on government to scrap life orientation as a subject in school. And we were quite surprised by the response that we had from listeners about this and asking for us to discuss this matter further. Now, um, Hendrik Makaneta is back with us this morning. Uh, he's an education activist and we we also have with us uh, Mr. Ismail Paladia, who is the Chief Curriculum Planner for Life Orientation at the Western Cape Department of Education. So this morning, we look at the importance of life orientation as a subject in school. And all those comments that came through the other day, I actually saved them. But do feel free uh, to send new comments or even call us on 891 uh, with your comments on this particular matter. But uh, let me just welcome our guest, Mr. Hendrik. Makaneta, thanks for your time once again. Uh, thank you very much indeed, Sakina. Uh, let me also greet the listeners of SAFM. And uh, Mr. Ismail Paladia, thank you so much for the interest that you uh, showed as well in following up on this subject. Hi, good morning to you, Sakina, and good morning to the listeners. Mr. Makaneta, let me start with you by just um, reiterating the sentiment uh, that you expressed the other day. Yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> What we are saying as the Social Justice Foundation is that, uh, you know, we have made this call to the Department of Basic Education to do away with the the life orientation as a subject uh, because we strongly feel that uh, it is not necessary for learners to study how it can be given to uh, structures such as NGOs and so on. We feel very strongly that uh, by continuously teaching life orientation in schools, uh, the, the department is choosing an easy route. And uh, that is why we are saying that the department should not choose the, the, the easy route. In fact, they must choose the difficult path because the difficult path has a brighter future for our, our children. Uh, you know, it can be correct that we say that our learners are doing well uh, when they are getting 100% in subjects such, such as life orientation, which will not really, uh, you know, add any value in as far as the careers that they'll be choosing in the near future are concerned. Uh, and uh, we are saying that uh, learners should be given quality education that will prepare them to compete uh, also at the global level, because South Africa does not exist in isolation. That is why we are encouraging them to make subjects such as uh, history and mathematics compulsory for all learners up until grade 12 level. Uh, I mean, grade 12 level, sorry. So it is our strong view, belief that, uh, you know, there is no learner who is born with the knowledge of, uh, say, for instance, mathematics. All learners are capable of learning hard subjects. Let us not uh, take the easy route and give them subjects that are easy so that uh, we see them passing. Whereas in, in, in actual fact, they are not, uh, you know, helping them. That is our view. So, Mr. Palladia, uh, you uh, called us to express concern about the statement by Mr. Makaneta, but I want to start off by just looking at the subject um, life orientation and what the curriculum statement is that uh, actually guides this particular subject. 
Well, thank you for the opportunity. I think it's quite clear that uh, the, the, um, Mr. Makalesa has not fully looked at, at the subject. Yes, we talk about the, the results, but life orientation is central to the holistic development of learners. You know, it addresses issues um, with regards to skills, knowledge, and, and, and values um, for the personal, social, and intellectual uh, and emotional development of learners. Now, this is something that we, we cannot just uh, set aside and leave that for NGOs to do. Our learners are in schools, they are a captive audience, and we need to give them the necessary guidance so that they develop the skills to become positive citizens in our, in our country. And if we look at the, the curriculum as a whole, it addresses issues uh, around sexual sexuality education. We're looking at career planning. We're looking at physical education and uh, cyber wellness. So all of this encompasses the holistic development of our learners. And, and when uh, individuals make statements like uh, life orientation is not important, and, 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 I'm not, and I'm, yes, we, as education, we do uh, look at... Um, the issue of, of the results of life orientation, but one must remember that life orientation is only given two periods in the curriculum. One of those periods is to look at physical education, and physical education is going to be embedded in life orientation for the next five or ten years. The other part of that is looking at the theory component, um, which looks at the tracing and, and developing learners' skills to develop themselves within society. Now, when we, when we look at what is happening in our country and when we look at, at what the issues are within our communities, then life orientation is ideally situated to be able to address all of these matters. If we look internationally, then the subject is embedded in, in all the curriculums uh, uh, internationally. They, yes, they don't necessarily call it life orientation. They talk about citizenship education um, and they talk about life skills. And yes, we also make reference to life skills, but that as um, a, the lower cohort in, in our curriculum. So it is critically important as a life orientation teacher myself and, and having taught in a, a gang-infested uh, community, you know, I, we could talk for hours around the significance of the subject. Let's just take a simple example of, of etiquette as a life skill and as a soft skill that all our learners are going to require when they step into the real world, when they step into, uh, into a job situation. So it becomes important that we address this, and we cannot just address this in mathematics. If the person may have 100% in mathematics, but when that person goes into a job situation and doesn't have the soft skills that is required to make an impact, then that mathematics is meaningless. And, and we need to give credence to the fact that life orientation is significant. Life orientation addresses a number of, of, of social ills that are infesting our community, and we need to be looking at strengthening the subject. In fact, uh, we are agitating for, for more periods to be given to life orientation as opposed to the uh, two periods that has been mm. allocated to the subject but uh, what at would this you point base, in time. But what would you base that on, given the fact that life orientation is not given any real significance? Uh, you find uh, even the teachers are not committed to teaching, don't seem to know what they are supposed to be doing during that period. Well, that's, that's a dangerous statement that you're making there, ma'am, when, you, when you're saying that teachers are not committed. Uh, I mean, 
I'm responsible for our life orientation teachers in, in the province, and I can tell you that um, there is stability within the subject, that we have stability in terms of the, the cohort of teachers that are looking after the subject, that those teachers have been trained and those teachers are beginning to make the impact that, that the subject uh, desires. And, and therefore, we cannot make generalizations. Yes, there are uh, circumstances, and, 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 and I'm not uh, disputing that, where, where schools are, are using um, different teachers to teach life orientation. But again, also on, on the other hand, say that principals are taking responsibility for teaching life orientation because they see the significance of the subject and the in, impact that the subject is making. So, so, so equally, do yes. you have any empirical evidence to back up what you are saying? Because if you speak to children, they say that when it comes to life orientation, that is the free period. Because... The teachers don't take it seriously. Well, ma'am, then, then perhaps you should, should have watched the uh, Expresso program uh, two weeks ago when, when there was an interview done with the learners from two schools, um, one from a Model C school and, and, and one from a, a, a normal uh, public school, and those learners were quite clear that uh, life orientation is, is very important and, and we're not talking about a free period. And, and this is worrisome for me as, as an educational official when, when people make generalizations about saying that it's a free period. Then the onus is on the school and the school principal to be addressing that. We, we could be talking the same thing about mathematics. Why, when we are given so much uh, support for mathematics from NGOs, through the government structures, that our pass rate in mathematics is not improving. So, well, we, we, we that's a fair those, statement. We cannot make those generalizations and say, well, this is a, a, a free period. Absolutely not, ma'am. When we're looking at, at what's happening in, in our schools, and here I'm talking from a Western Cape perspective, that we are definitely making an impact. We, we don't necessarily have the empirical evidence to fully support particular components of, of what is being done, but I can tell you that we are in, in that particular process. But definitely our focus is to make life orientation the subject that is making an impact on the lives of our learners. So, so, so that's the ideal. That's what we would love to see. That's what yep. we want to happen. But the reality is that this is not what is currently playing out, at least not evidently. Yes. Well, the, it, it, it is when people get onto, uh, onto different platforms and, and they begin to uh, make some of, of these statements, but they're not also talking about what the good things um, that are being done for the subject. Let's take, for example, um, Professor Johnson Jansen initially was quite opposed to life orientation and had the same sentiments as, as, the, um, as the gentleman from uh, the Social Justice Foundation. But having sat down with uh, Professor Jansen and, and having shared platforms with him, I can clearly say that his position on, um, on life orientation has changed and, and, and he's begun to see the significance of the subject and he's uh, becoming a proponent, a, 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 an advocate of the subject and, and the significance that the subject is making. Mm. See, I'm with you. I think it's important. I think there is so much good that can be derived from uh, uh, using that time appropriately during life orientation. However, the reality is very different. And um, I was reading through, you know, um, some articles, some research that had been done um, by different people on this particular subject. And, yeah, the reality is very different from the ideal that one would like to see in life orientation. But 
as I said, our listeners really want to weigh in on this one. Uh, there's lots of talk about the fact uh, that, you know, uh, th- th- this doesn't help you when you are trying to apply uh, for admission to university or any other institution of higher learning. So what is the point of actually doing it? At some of the comments coming through. Uh, Clement Rave says, uh, pass one, pass all, 90% for absolutely doing nothing. We loved our LO teacher back then and nothing has changed. Um, Sony says, uh, life orientation is the old guidance. That wasn't an examination subject. Um, and then uh, Buzwe Bake says, uh, precisely, and it used to be a free period. That is a guidance because that is what people unfortunately still see it as because it doesn't seem to be taken seriously. So I want to hear, especially if there are teachers or maybe if you are, um, you know, a learner who completed school in recent times, tell us what your views are on life orientation. Um, was it helpful to you? How was it taught? How was the time spent? And also, uh, do you agree or disagree with Hendrik Makineta, who's an education activist, who says it's a waste of time. We should do away with it. Personally, I say we should keep it, but we should do more constructive work there because it really is a great opportunity to impact positively on young people's lives, but only if people are committed to doing that. Simone and Belito, good morning. Hi, Ms. Sakina, and to your guests. Um, I think I pretty much agree with you. I think life orientation is very important, but that it is Wasted time at the moment. You know, I think back to when I was at school, and you're right, it was pretty much homework period. And, you know, it was only after school when I got interested in philosophy and politics and so on that I realized what that subject was actually supposed to have been for. It was for, you know, learning about ethics, learning about civics, learning study skills, all of those sorts of things. And, you know, from my own perspective, I can say that not learning those things at school and only kind of like patchy learning afterwards until I gradually kind of started studying it, you know, I know that in my own life it made a really, really big, um, it had a big impact that I didn't have those skills in high school already when I could have done, you know. So I think it is an important subject, but it needs to be fleshed out into a full examined subject that, you know, has a curriculum and, and a proper structure to it. Yeah, that's my, that's my take on it. Thank you, Simone. And you see that the, the, there is a curriculum statement. I mean, it is clearly outlined. So um, the question then is, why isn't it taken seriously? Uh, why do learners feel that that is a period where they can do everything else that they couldn't get through during the day? Why do they feel that's the homework period? James in Durban, good morning. Hello, James. Hi, how are you? Well, and you? Fine, thank you. As an ex-teacher, I had a a case where I had a a child in my class who was, for personal reasons at home, not allowed to go to his life orientation lesson each week. So each week, the life orientation lesson was actually taught by the headmaster at the school, and the the boys would go, um, and the entire form would go, which meant that the teachers involved would have some time together to a do a bit of planning and that sort of thing, and then we would also have time to mark books or do whatever. And this young boy who didn't used to go to the lessons would sit with me in the classroom when I did my marking. And there came times during the year where stuff was discussed in class, and he was at a definite disadvantage because he had been so sheltered. He came from a very sheltered background, and they didn't want him to learn about things where the boys were beginning to learn about 
sexual education and, and that sort of thing and different parts of the anatomy and how everything worked. And he was not shielded from this. And it became, yeah, he, he, he definitely was not on the same level as these other kids. And so I think the onus is on schools, obviously, to employ the right people to teach the lessons correctly and get the most out of it. But I think that there's definitely a place for it if it's done properly. But then the onus is on the schools to ensure that they've got the right teachers who are doing it and it's not a teacher who also sees it as a free period and sits around doing nothing. Thank you so much, James and Durban. Uh, let me read through uh, more of your messages here uh, on this particular subject. Uh, Paul Putini says, I don't think the subject should be scrapped altogether, uh, but maybe it should be just an additional subject. Uh, Kai Crooks uh, Chisano says, life orientation is an absolute necessity. I have a matric, gra- uh, I've a matric graduate to prove it. Yes, it can be expanded, but it should not be disbanded. Uh, Shandu says, if life orientation is a critical subject, then why is it that universities don't recognize it when calculating points for admission? And Sandile says, life orientation is very important, but it should be up to grade 9. Grades 10 to 12 is FET phase and uh, should be more career orientated. So what are your views on that? Um, Hendrik, let's get a response from you. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the, the last uh, comment uh, makes uh, a lot of sense. Perhaps uh, as an introduction, you know, to face it out, we could say that at the FET level we get rid of it completely, but with a vision of taking it out completely. Uh, because you have already, I don't want to repeat what you have already said in terms of the curriculum assessment and policy statement. It is very clear that, that the teaching, uh, allocation time for life orientation is only one hour of teaching and learning. The other hour, of course, is for fiscal education, which is outside. Uh, normally, they use it to play as well. And, uh, you know, Sakina, I, I want to indicate that uh, we know that uh, South Africa is not doing well in, in critical subjects such as mathematics and science, for instance, if you compare it with other countries of the world. We remain at the bottom of the list of these countries, partly because we have not focused our energies on these uh, critical subjects, which we ca- can enrich our learners. We have chosen the easy road, and the, the learners have also followed us. That is why you find that you know, this LO is also a stumbling block. If we, if we don't have it completely in the system, then we'll be able to focus on very critical uh, subjects that, that can take our learners uh, elsewhere. Uh, but as long as we have uh, uh, subjects such as, uh, uh, you know, life orientation, and we are still coming to, to mathematical literacy as well. Uh, you know, but but before you go to mathematical literacy, so what is your understanding of life orientation and what is meant to be taught during that time, Hendrik? Well, uh, our understanding of NO is that, yes, uh, you know, there are... We are not saying that what is being taught there... It's not, it's not important for learners to know. For example, the development of the cells, you know, social responsibility, careers as well as uh, career choices. Uh, those are things that learners need. But uh, already there are structures that are dealing with it. Some, one of the callers already said that it used to be guidance in the past. And we all know that those who studied uh, before 1994, in schools, we know that guidance periods were used to normally to guide the learners and so on and so forth. 
but it was not that academically. We did not put a lot of emphasis on it, that uh, learners must write, uh, you know, must be assessed, and so on and so forth. So that's why yesterday when I called, I said, these are, you know, uh, uh, concepts that can be developed by NGOs as well as people who visit schools from time to time. We know that schools go to assemblies. Uh, some schools go on a Monday and a Friday. Others go, uh, you know, in other days. And learners are developed from time to time, not only by the teachers, but also by external uh, stakeholders. So these concepts that are included in the LO are very important, but it is not necessary to have it as a, you know, as a subject at school level. Let us rather deal with them at other levels so that learners can be able to concentrate on very critical subjects that will, uh, you know, create a better life for themselves. You know, we do have learners who have uh, completed metric, uh, you know, who are sitting, uh, choosing the easy route. You know, uh, once you choose this uh, road that is easy, then you'll have a problem in the near future. Let us face these uh, uh, difficult uh, uh, and critical subjects, and no matter how difficult it can be, let us ensure that we encourage our learners to, to follow them through so that in future, we create a better country. We don't exist in isolation, like I said. We don't compete only with ourselves, but we also compete with other countries of the world. Mm. And, uh, okay. You know, Yes. All right. We'll come back to this. Uh, also, uh, perhaps you have suggestions of what can be done, what should be taught and the like. So give us a call in 0891104208. We're going to take a news break. When we come back, we'll continue with the conversation. Norm Thamdluli standing by now with the 830 News headlines. Thanks, Akina. A violent student's protest has prompted the closure of the Itwani University of Technology's main campus in Pretoria West. The protest started last night and there are reports of damage to property allegedly by students. Attorney for non-governmental organization Section 27, Sasha Stevenson, says his client is uh, closely watching the health department's implementation of the health, health ombudsman's recommendations on the life acidemia investigation. This as the Gauteng Health Department starts preparations for the relocation of mentally ill patients from 27 controversial NGOs to appropriately equipped facilities. And sacked Johannesburg Mayor of the member of the mayoral committee for environmental and infrastructure services councillor anthony still says joburg mayor herman mashaba wanted him to suspend city power managing director Tselokulu. mashaba removed still as mmc yesterday i'll have more details at nine traffic on safm your trusted guide to the road ahead been a uh, heavy morning for a lot of motorists around uh, Durban, stuck in big, uh, heavy queues. The uh, crash scene going in on the N3 uh, after Pavilion is now being cleared, so there is a backlog coming through from uh, Pinetown. It shouldn't take too long uh, for that to clear through. There's also this crash at Stapleton Road, the M13 coming in from Gillard's Maytime. Uh, very heavy down through Clough Downfield Hill all the way through uh, Pinetown down towards Stapleton Road, almost down to Cowies Hill before you're out of that. The M19 is going to be your option to get out of Pinetown up to Umgena Road uh, and then Umgena Road. 
Road, actually down past the uh, station into central Durban, looks good. You'll avoid the M13, you'll avoid the uh, backlogging of the N3 as well that way. And a lot of pressure around the M7 going from uh, the North Dean area up towards the N3 and coming off the N3 uh, down towards the uh, North Dean area. Big uh, queues of traffic through there. N2 between Umgin Road and Spaghetti Junction coming south heavy as well. Uh, an earlier collision involving a motorcyclist in Pretoria, N1 southbound near Atterbury Road. Just means a delay as you come down from Sefako Makato. Again, that traffic is starting to move, but it is a, a fairly sizable uh, backlog crash on the Vanderbilt Pass this morning. If you're heading down to Gazina, expect delays. And a broken down truck on the N1 south at Baclue. Very heavy on the M1 as you route down from New Road this morning. Uh, also around four ways, um, Cedar Road in from Broadacres to Vitkoppen. Vitkoppen down to Douglas Drive remaining heavy as well. And then Cape Town, the N2 inbound, slow go from the N7. Jake's Kerwell Drive into Hospital Bend. Still plenty of pressure on the M3 just after Constantia all the way up uh, into Hospital Bend as well. And the roadworks in on the N1 inbound now just at Yipti Yaga. It's going to stay busy. 10 to 15 minute delays most of the day until probably about 5.30 this afternoon uh, going through Brackenfell into Belleville. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. It's your favourite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favourite time of the morning on AM Live. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we look at the importance of life orientation as a subject in school. Um, one of our guests, uh, Hendrik Makaneta, who's an education activist, feels that it should actually be scrapped in um, a favour of other subjects like mathematics and history. Uh, but we also have Mr. Ismail Palladia with us, Chief Curriculum Planner for Life Orientation at the Western Cape Department of Education, who totally disagrees uh, with the statement by Mr. Makaneta and uh, impresses that life orientation is actually very important. So when we talk about the holistic development of the child, what does that mean? Because it's not just about content and uh, the content that we impart to that child, but the child obviously exists and learns within different contexts. So before uh, the uh, 8 o'clock news, we played you two packages of gang violence. The one in the northern areas in um, Port Elizabeth spoke specifically of what was happening in schools where the gangs were terrorizing these children in the schooling environment. So don't you think that that would be an appropriate subject to discuss, you know, gangs, gang violence, drugs and drug abuse um, and, and, and sex and, um, you know, sex education and the abuse that goes along with that and so many other things as well. And therefore, I asked you, what do you think um, should be discussed then if you believe that life orientation is worth holding on to? And uh, there are a few responses in this regard. Uh, this one from Biko, uh, Biko who says introduce learners to license to help curb road carnage in the long run now there's something practical you see and 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 in the reading that i was doing in preparation for this discussion uh in one of the opinion pieces by tracy hawthorne on news 24 um she also spoke to parents and 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 what came out of that was that banking licenses and tax matters um are certainly things that could be looked at, you know, talking to children, teaching them, preparing them on how to deal with these as they go out into the big wide world. Uh, Dumisane says, LO should be an optional subject after grade nine. We should rather introduce entrepreneurship as a subject. Uh, Lizwi says, uh, we can't build engineers and doctors without building human capacity. Life orientation does exactly that if it is taught correctly. And I think that that for me is the crux of the matter. If it is taught 
correctly and people do what they are supposed to do during that time. Because I believe that it is precisely because it hasn't been used properly in some instances, that people feel that it's a waste of time. But then, of course, there's also the issue of why it is not valued by institutions of higher learning. And uh, some feel, well, it, it, it should not be something uh, that you assess. It is. It should be just that, you know, life lessons and getting people to know certain things. Don't assess it. Just have it there as it is. So what are your views on this life orientation? Should it be scrapped? Should it be kept? Professor Chris Landsberg, good to hear from you. Good morning. Morning, SK. Uh, Not only shouldn't it be uh, scrapped, but quite frankly, life orientation should be made the most important subject in South Africa at school level. So let me repeat in case you thought um, you heard me. you, (laughs) you, 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 You didn't hear me correctly. I'm saying that life orientation should be placed on par with mathematics and languages if not more importantly. So why am I making this point and trying to turn this debate on its head? You see, you, you have to respond to the society in which you live. The, the compulsory subject in Germany, not, not that I obsessed about Europeans, but the compulsory subject in Germany is not maths and science, even though they do so brilliantly. It's in fact history because of the devastating wars that they've come through and caused in the world. So all their kids have to learn that. We live in this violent, traumatized state where poverty reigns supreme, where, pe- where people's dignity and life worth has been robbed of them. And it's not just about teaching it properly, finally. It's actually about radically overhauling life, life orientation and giving it such a strategic importance that it has a meaningful impact on society. But that requires a paradigm shift, Dr. Uh, Professor Landsberg, because Absolutely. at the moment there's a complete disconnect. And Absolutely. That, that, and which is what has led us to having this discussion right now. Absolutely, Sakina. And not only a paradigm shift, I quite frankly think, I mean, this is a debate after all, so I'm expressing my views. I actually think it's a fundamental lack of vision if we can get ourselves to a point that because something has been poorly uh, appreciated, poorly presented. Now we even reach the point we're going to scrap something that is so absolutely vital for the needs and progress and interests of the society. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Professor. I, As I said earlier, I nailed my colors to the mast. I think it should stay. I think it is vitally important. But if we are saying it's important, then we should also, you know, um, put our money where our mouth is and make sure that we carry that through. Kolani Numtata, good morning. Hi, my name is Akena. Welcome, Kolani. Hi. Listen, I think what I've observed from the schools that I had an opportunity to go and visit, life orientation is more seen as, you know, your motivational talk kind of, where people just, they just go and listen. They either choose to accept or not to accept whatever is said. That is the perception out there. Some of the people, they just see it as just a motivational kind of talk which sometimes they, they hear things that they hear from their parents. So if, as the professor that you just spoken to, it needs to be revisited in terms of the how, the seriousness on how it's uh, being uh, introduced back into the schools, and then so that when the students go in, they go in with 
thorough understanding of what it means to be life orientated in the way how you uh, in the way how you will be uh, approaching life going forward so it's very important that life orientation remains at schools but how it's taught is of critical importance and please bring back agriculture let the guys bring back agriculture into the primary schools thanks thank you so much chris in Leidenberg. good morning how are you well and you Okay. Is um, it windy out there? Yes, it's windy. Okay, Chris, tell you what, try and find a place where, uh, you know, uh, it's less windy and we'll come back to you. Uh, so uh, let me just get some comment from our guest, um, yes. Mr. Palladia. Yeah, I think uh, Professor Lansberg uh, made it quite clear and, and, and you alluded to a, a number of issues um, in in describing uh, and, and, and nailing your colors to the, to the master that, all of those things that you mentioned is captured with, with, within the life orientation curriculum. It's captured within the CAPS. And, and I'm saying um, from where we sit, there are teachers that are committed to the program. There are principals that are committed to the subject that are, in fact, teaching the subject because they know the significance of the subject. So, so that is something that we, we are driving fully. We are now uh, engaging with our uh, uh, higher education institutions to make sure that when they are preparing uh, student teachers, that they, in fact, prepare them correctly for teaching life orientation. So it, it is taking shape. It is moving in, in the right direction. And I want to say to Mr. Uh, Makanita that the, the NGO role should be to support and to strengthen that curriculum, that which is being taught in, in our schools. NGOs have a specific role to play, but it is to strengthen what is being taught uh, within that curriculum. Sometimes um, the teacher is not at the level um, to speak uh, on particular topics, and that is where NGOs, for example, on, on some of the sexuality education issues, uh, where the NGOs could come in and, and give the necessary support. Um, we're talking about cyber wellness. There are a number of, of NGOs that are looking at cyber wellness that could come in and come and support and strengthen what is being taught in schools. But our, our teachers are, are the primary motivators of learners, are the primary drivers of life orientation within the curriculum. And if you have those, those teachers that, that, that are motivated and committed to the subject, I can tell you the schools flourish around this particular subject. There's always something happening at the school around the subject of life orientation. The career expos that are being uh, held at schools are being driven by life orientation teachers. The um, issues of, of gangsterism, drug abuse, and all those, when uh, these meetings are being held with parents, it is the life orientation teachers or the life orientation department that, that are driving these processes at the schools. And NGOs then come in to support and to strengthen what those life orientation teachers are doing um, with, within the school environment. We're talking about the issue of, of career planning and, and, and career assessments, uh, um, uh, career choices. At the moment, we, we're looking at, at issues of changing the mindset of not moving to a higher education, to universities, but thinking apprenticeships. And I think that is a big mind shift that needs to be done. Who is going to do that? It has to be the life orientation teachers that are going to have to inform our learners and to educate our learners that it is not necessarily just to have a university education, but there are other pathways for you to be able still to make a good living and make a contribution to our economic development. Again, the onus is going to be with the life orientation teacher. Well, let's take a few more calls. Uh, let's go back to Leidenberg now. Chris, good morning again. Morning, uh, Sakina. Can you hear me now clearly? I can hear you clearly. 
Yes, I think I, I, I am in full support of life orientation at school. Uh, I was in metric 14 years ago, and it, the subject used to be called guidance. And I can tell you that I benefited a lot in terms of how to make career choices. Because, Sakina, let's face it, if you look at our African society in particular, some kids don't stay with their parents at home, and life orientation is their only best shot at getting guided in how to make career choices and how to make life choices in general. So if we abolish it from school, we are going to face disaster. So I support it. Whether it is being examined or not examined, that's another story. But I support that life orientation should stay on in the school curriculum. Because if the schools don't take it seriously, that's a tragedy. But in my school that I went to, our teacher always made it exciting and hence the life choices that some of us made and we are better people in society today. So I think it should stay. The schools should try and make it interesting and give it more time. Thanks, Sakina. Thank you so much, uh, Chris and Leidenberg. And you make a good point because sometimes the home environment is such that um, uh, you know, children don't have uh, the space or the opportunity to raise or address certain issues. And sometimes a conversation that starts out in that particular class uh, will make it easier for you to broach the subject later on at home, but of course has to be utilized optimally. I remember I had one teacher, one teacher in all my years at school, Miss Reddy in Standard 8, who actually seemed to know what to do during that period. Uh, So the teachers equally important when it comes to uh, dealing with that particular subject. Let's hear from Sam in Joba. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Sakin. How are you? Well, and you? Fine, thanks. I think most of the callers have touched on some of the uh, factors I wanted to, to raise. But um, I think, uh, Sakina, what would be more, most important here is for the, the, your basic education and your higher education to work together in terms of developing the subject. Because if you look at um, uh, higher institutions, instead of um, uh, offering your degrees like MBA and MBL without that component of social responsibility and business ethics, they saw that they were not doing justice because they produce graduates that get into the work environment, but um, they can do their work, but without any business ethics, these people become ineffective in the work environment. So if uh, the basic education and, and higher education were to work together to make sure that there is a continuation of this life orientation into your first degree and up to your highest degree, so that at least learners can see that synergy from that uh, uh, life orientation phase up to your business ethics and, and social responsibility, and maybe to make it more valuable, it should be one of the end requirements at university. Thanks, Sakina. Thank you so much. That's the view of Sam in Johannesburg. Gerald uh, in Durban, good morning. Uh, morning, Sakina. Well, basically, basic financial skills, because uh, you don't want to start out in life and spend your life like most people do, trying to pay catch-up with debt, because that's, you never get wealthy if you always playing catch-up with debt. And then secondly, probably the most important uh, thing is to understand how democracy works, that uh, the importance of voting, the importance of reading newspapers and press and making sure you can make an informed vote, and the responsibility of living in a democracy so that if you have a dispute with someone, 
that you, you you can take it to a court. You've got your your, um, your constitutional rights are protected, and we probably won't have the kind of problems that we have with uh, service delivery protests, students protests. You, you know, to me, it's amazing that people can get into a university and not understand that in a constitutional democracy, if you have a dispute with someone, you have access to the people that you elect. You can change the government through your vote. Uh, you can go to court if there's a dispute that uh, that someone's infringing on your rights in a university, but you can get into a university and you can think it's okay to burn it down. Mm, okay, thank you so much, Gerald. Uh, Tommy and Umtata, what are your views? Hello, Sakina, how are you? Well, and you, Tommy? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, Sakina, I thought school is a place where people are developed, and, and if you develop uh, a person, uh, life orientation comes in as very important. And, 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 and the guidance, when you go back to the guidance, the guidance is the most, one of the most important subjects because had we had guidance, those that started before 1994, who had to be in better places now. And, 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 and you know, what happened to, to, to the handwork thing? We used to, to do handwork, uh, projects and so on. And that has just died. And, and, and that to me has mm-hmm. me a lot, you know, and, and, uh, as an adult now, because those skills I'm using them today. And Sakina, you know, we, we must also learn from, from the things that uh, white people were doing and still doing. You, you, you never go into a garage of a white person who does not have tools, and those tools are not for somebody else, for himself to use them in his yard and so on. And what does that do to you? It puts money into your pocket because you're not going to hire anybody to do jobs for you. And life orientation comes in with that. And to me, life orientation must be there. And instead, it must be enhanced, and, 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 and teachers must be and, and, and encouraged to teach life orientation, and, and, and people must be encouraged to actually learn life orientation because it's very important. Thank you so much uh, for your contribution as well, Tommy. So, very interesting comments coming in. Uh, Hendrik Makineta, let me come back to you. Professor Chris Landsberg saying, not only should we not scrap it, this should be the most important subject. What's your response to that? Well, uh, I wish that uh, you could invite Prof at some point as well so that we engage further, but I don't agree with Prof. Uh, I think that he mentioned that uh, you know it needs to be equated to to mathematics, so even made more more important than than maths. And my response is that there is no way, there is just no way that you can equate life orientation with mathematics. There's no way. And uh, my my view is that uh, those who are advocating for for life orientation uh, uh, together with Mr. Paladi there, obviously. His job may be on the line if we scrap LO. So it's understandable why they, they have to defend it. But in reality, when the policy documents are made, policy experts did not see the necessity of uh, you know giving it more than one hour of teaching. Then look, uh, other subjects, for example, they get a minimum of four hours, contact time, teaching and learning. The learners do not even go outside. They sit in the classroom and they are taught uh, per week. So with LO, policy experts saw it necessary to just give it, uh, you know, that one hour. So our other suspicion is that there are people who are benefiting for, from the continued existence of uh, uh, LO in schools. Okay, okay. Before before we engage the uh, the the, the, on, yeah. the uh, phys- uh, on the conspiracy theories, let's talk yeah. about physical education. So, 
Are you saying, therefore, that there is no benefit to be derived from children engaging in physical activity? Well, 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 let me talk about physical education. Obviously, physical education or learners exercising outside and so on, uh, there's a benefit for all of us, whether it's learners or, or, or adult people. All right. And uh, our view or our observation is that during this physical uh, education period, learners are just there by themselves in most schools that we've already uh, visited. You'll find that they are playing by the, on, on, on their own, uh, you know, without even supervision. So playing, you know, it's something that they do every day. Learners play all the time. Even after school, they play. So why should they be okay. playing even during school hours. So, 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 so I take your point on, on, on being unsupervised. That should not be happening. But I, so, so have you invested any time in trying to establish the benefits, um, other than just playing, as you would like to put it, um, for children who would be engaged in physical education? Well, the, the physical education on its own has got serious benefits. Like, you know, there's no doubt about that. There is uh, just no doubt. What are some of but, those benefits? Uh, obviously, you know, uh, learners uh, are able to, you know, take advantage of healthy uh, lifestyles as well. It, it is quite broad. And then, you know, also uh, exercising at some point, you know, which is quite necessary. But I'm saying that these are things that can be done also outside of the uh, schooling system, you know. Uh, you know, there are, for instance, now learners are participating in uh, uh, athletics, for instance. Uh, you know, some of the aspects of physical education entail those, you know, which are done beyond uh, school uh, teaching hours. So it, it is not necessary for us to, to, to repeat things that are already happening even beyond the classroom. I want to hear Mr. Paladia's input yes, on this. Yeah. Please. Thank you, ma'am. Well, I, I think Mr. Makanita needs to uh, spread his, uh, his focus. Uh, um, I, I just hear negativity, and there are wonderful things happening in our schools with regards to physical education. Um, that physical education is being structured, and, and there are structured lessons happening, and, and it's growing. Yes, we're not, uh, we're not in all of the schools in terms of having the expertise, but we are in the process of developing that expertise. I'm currently heading a technical working group uh, from the education department nationally around uh, quality physical education. So that is, is a focus of the department. Um, and I also want to say to Mr. Makanita that um, I was chosen as the um, national Teacher Awards, I was a national top teacher because of life orientation. And I know the impact that I've made with my learners in a gang-infested area. And, and some of them have graduated to become doctors and lawyers and all of that out of Mitchell's Plain, the heart of gangland. Now, life orientation has made that difference, has made a difference not only in my life, but in the lives of a number of learners that I've taught. And I'd like to invite uh, Mr. Makanita to go out and, and, and spread his wings around seeing what is being done in different schools. Um, you know, to talk around and uh, saying that, um, you know, physical education is just about kids playing, there are structured activities that are happening. Um, learners are being assessed around uh, um, their physical education activities. I mean, we have a... a but see, again, 
I think yes. the problem is that yeah. uh, we speak of this uh, in really abstract terms yes. and, and, and therefore people don't understand. And, and yes. if they don't understand, they yes. can't really attach any real value to it. So when yes. we talk about gross and fine motor skills, yes. I think it needs to be broken down for the benefit of the parents as well. So yes. they understand why you do what you do. No, absolutely, and uh, and this is what we advocating with um, at at our principals forums, etc. For principals, when they're engaging with parents, is to actually explain what is happening. I mean, we we're trying and and we're moving towards establishing a culture of physical education at all our schools, where learners want to go to school to to go and do physical education. Uh, you know, it's very much part of their development. I mean, we have a slogan in the Western Cape uh, called "Get High on Life." orientation get high on life orientation and i'd like mr makanita to to um, embrace that uh, slogan and, and say let's get high on life orientation because it is the most important subject in the curriculum but and, but but also what uh, yes. professor landsberg was saying in that yes. you also need to reimagine uh, you know the subject yes no, no, we, we, uh, that is exactly what we're doing. We, we're trying, the, we're currently busy with a, a, a policy review uh, around our subjects. And yes, we, we have looked at the curriculum and, and there are going to be adjustments happening in, in 2018. And that is all to strengthen the subject and to make that subject even more important uh, to, to our community, to our parents, and for them to get an understanding. But as long as we have this negativity, uh, a perception that was probably derived four or five years ago, it is not necessarily what is happening currently within our schools. We, we have subject advisors that are going out to schools to support our teachers. We're engaging with the, the HAIs to begin to get physical education specialists to train young people to become physical education specialists so that we can get that expertise back into our schools. You know, when the restructuring took place, um, after 1994, the first people that went were, the, were what was called the soft subjects. Your, your physical education specialists were, were made redundant. We're now almost, uh, you know, reinventing that circle and it's come full circle to say we need to get those physical education specialists back. And that is our engagement with the HAIs to produce those physical education specialists to be able to put structured programs together for our learners.